Welcome to Outside by Design, the podcast about the business side of creativity in the outdoor industry. I talk to some of our industry's finest leaders, entrepreneurs, freelancers, and creatives about crafting a life and a career based upon being outside. Hi, what's up to all my outdoor creatives? Welcome to another episode of Outside by Design. Today I'm talking to the amazing and badass Kelly Jones from No So Patches. Kelly is like the most understated, humble, like calm, um, just like badass entrepreneur that I've ever met. And she doesn't love talking. So I'm really honored she did this podcast. And, you know, she started a company, No So Patches check them out, nosopatches.com, where instead of like putting duct tape on your gear, you stick a really cool patch on and you don't have to sew and it's awesome. And I'm someone who destroys a lot of gear. So I think this product is just phenomenal. Um, So I talked to Kelly about entrepreneurship and being comfortable with risk and um, kind of just like figuring things out and the differences between a service-based business and a product-based business. And she owns both. She also owns an accounting practice. So She's a she's a doer and just a really, really cool, calm person and uh, smart, just so, so smart. So please enjoy this podcast. I always learn a lot from Kelly. I think she's just a brilliant human. So I hope you guys learn a lot and, uh, you know, get as much out of it as you can. Enjoy. Hey, Kelly, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm so stoked. So the first question that I always ask everybody is to describe their setting and tell us where you are. I am sitting in my office, uh, 160 South Cash in Jackson, Wyoming. I have a couple of walls of patches that I'm staring at, Uh, pegboards full of patches. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Are they are they your favorite patches or ones that are not not out yet? Oh, they are um, our current inventory. So we do our, all the order fulfillment here in Jackson. Um, so it's organized by type and color. So they are all my all of them are my favorite patches. Uh, <laughs> um, we do we do have eleven new patches coming out, but um, those are sitting on my desk. Oh, cool. So it seems like you have been up to a lot of excellent things lately. Um, I'll let you tell our listeners what what you've been up to and your exciting big news. Well, I was just nominated as a woman of influence in the state of Wyoming under the manufacturing and tech category. Woo! Wow. I know. I think there's like five other nominees, so that's pretty awesome. Um and then Outside Magazine has been giving us a lot of love lately. Thank you, Outside. They did a video on how to fix your puffy, which was awesome. And then they they called me a powerhouse. So, yes, they did a portrait on five powerhouses in the outdoor industry. Wow. That is pretty awesome. They like Outside Magazine found us at Outdoor Retailer in January, and they gave us the best piece of gear, like best piece of 2018 gear under two, under $10. So that was kind of the start of all that. 
Yeah. That's incredible. That's pretty awesome. And, oh, yes. Drum roll, please. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, we just got into REI um, last, or it was like September, September 15th. So we are door to door in all REI stores across the country. And we are super stoked about that partnership. We have, I think, like four SKUs in there right now. And yeah, so super happy about that. Um, Yeah, we're working on um, a custom patch for the Colorado stores for REI. So that will hopefully come out soon. But yeah, so that's kind of our biggest news is getting into REI. That's so exciting. I know. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So I uh, I shared an office um, with Weston Snowboards. And then when they found out that they got into REI last year, they were like, whoa, you know, and it was like kind of intense making sure that they could meet inventory and like very, very intense, but exciting. Are you going through a similar thing where you're like, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Um, we had we're scaling right now anyway. So we were r- ramping up our custom program. We're converting people's fabric into patches. Um, so my manufacturing team is like slow down a little bit, girl. Um, but yeah, we they they bought so much from us. My biggest problem that I had to solve through was kitting all the packages or all the units. So you know we had to like we had to bag them all and tag them, and that is something that I didn't kind of think it all through. <laughs> So that's where all my high school students came in this summer. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes. So you, yes, I remember that you mentioned last time we talked that you hire high school kids. Love them. Mm -hmm. Yep. They keep, they keep me hip. (laughs) (laughs) Do they teach you about all their new music coming out and all all the all the Snapchat things that they're into. They do, but they're not really into all of that anymore. So, you know, I asked them to do some social media stuff for me and they won't do it. They're like, eh, next, you know, they're not into social media. So I don't know. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like a lot of my kids are pretty straight edge and I don't know. They're just, I don't know. They're different. That's for sure. I, I get all the smart kids. I mean, these kids in Jackson are so smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So... Um, Kelly, I really enjoy how your business is called No Sew because it's kind of hilarious. Do you get it? Yeah, that you don't have to sew it. So I like I think it's really funny. So how did you how did you come up with this idea to begin with? And I don't know, how did it get to the point where now you're in REI out of Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Like what was your story there? Well, you can't say no to me, Lisa. <laughs> um let's see how did we get into rei how'd you come up with this idea were you just like tearing all your gear to shit and then you're like i have a better way oh yeah no that yeah so i was hunting in the backcountry and i ripped my brand new patagonia jacket on barbed wire and i said i'm not you know repairing another piece of gear with duct tape Um, so I kind of looked online and tried to find something at the local gear shops in Jackson and couldn't find anything fun and functional. Um, the only thing I could find was like some tape. So I decided to make my own patches and I was cutting these patches 
with my X-Acto knife and cutting board in my garage for friends that would see me wearing them, you know, either in the lift line or, you know, dirt biking, backcountry skiing. And if they had a snag or a tear, they, they, they wanted one. So I would just make them one. And yeah, I don't know. I researched manufacturing and adhesives and fabric and then came up with no sew. Yeah, no sew is a play on words. No sewing. Because I'm a modern girl and I do not sew. I don't have time. Ain't nobody got time for sewing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how to sew. No idea. I found a thimble like in a junk drawer a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, a thimble. (laughs) You should wear that. I know. On my pinky. (laughs) Wear that to no sew. And like tap it on the table. Listen up, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) But they are, they're really easy to use. I've used them on lots of gear. Um, And it's true. You just stick them on there, throw them in the dryer. Is there another trick? You can use a hair dryer. You can use a sunshine. You can put them out in the sunshine for five, 10 minutes and the solar, you know, radiation activates the technology as well. So yeah, just a little bit of heat. You can even put them, you know, on your dashboard when it's cold outside and you're in the backcountry. You're like, oh, I got a snag on that tree. Um, you can just slap a patch on it when you get back to the car and then put it on the, the dashboard where the heat's coming out there. That's a little insider trick. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Do you share a mattress with someone and one, one person likes the mattress soft and squishy and the other person likes the mattress to be hard, like they're sleeping on the floor? There's mattresses out there for that. I don't know what they are, but I can tell you about a great creative agency, Really Creative, where we know nothing about mattresses and everything about branding. Uh, we believe that life should be lived, felt, and shouted from mountaintops. And therefore, Wheelie is a new school creative agency for people who thrive outside. We do branding, strategy, content, tons of video work, tons and tons of product launches. WheelieCreative.com. You won't regret it, and we know nothing about mattresses. My favorite thing about no-sew patches are that, like, it just really makes tearing your gear less shitty feeling. I know. You can pat you can patch dazzle anything. <laughs> you know, because then you get to, like, pick out which patch you want to put on it or, like... You really can. <laughs> I don't... I have one I've been saving for, like, my next really good tear. Um, no, I love when my friends are like, oh, I got a snag. And I'm like, great. It's not a drag anymore. Here's some patches. <laughs> I, I've patched my mountain bike shorts with them. How'd that um, work? That has been working well. You know, it's been, yeah, it worked really well. Oh, cool. I, I put a patch on the inside and a patch on the outside, threw them in the dryer. Yeah, that's awesome. Now people can't see my bare ass anymore, so that's good. Did you use the Art Fix patches or the uh, nylon patches? Nylon. Nylon, okay. That's good to know. I love to see, I love to see some pictures of those. I, I'll send you. I'll send you a good pic. Okay. <laughs> Next time I wear them, I'll be like, "This one's for Kelly." Thank you. So one of the things that I really enjoy about you is, um, last time I saw you at Project Sixteen X, we had a good conversation about kind of like being comfortable with risk 
and being able to level up kind of when you become more when your when your threshold for risk kind of increases yeah how do you feel like that's something you apply to your own life and business oh I love risk (laughs) and I love and I love to fail (laughs) Uh, I've been an entrepreneur since I don't know maybe in high school I remember I wrote this paper um, for my English teacher and she's you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I told her I wanted, I wanted to be everything at least once. And she looked at me and she's like, that's a really great answer. Um, Cause I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. So I mean, looking back on that. Um, yeah. I was an entrepreneur from the get go. Um, but I don't know, risk being bold. You know, I, I, this idea came to me and I just thought, well, let's just do it. And I'm self-funded, so I put like all of my savings behind this company, and we currently have no debt, which is great. But yeah, I've always hustled. I'm a hard worker. I'm from the Midwest. I grew up in Ohio. Um, moved to Jackson in 2002. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Risk is. I'm comfortable with risk. You know, I backcountry ski, I dirt bike. I always push myself to the limit um, in my sports and my, you know, I was a D1 swimmer. So I don't know. I just always have, you know, felt alive in risky situations. So I don't know. How, how do you deal with like risk? Well, I think I've taken some big risks that haven't worked out super hot. Um, <laughs> like that time I had a whole office in Denver as well as Montana. And that was like, you know, incredibly difficult and straining on my life. And, uh, I, I would still say I learned enough from those types of things that I'm, I feel pretty, like, I feel a little bit invincible on the, on the business side. Like I can kind of deal with anything, um, that I accidentally throw at myself. So, uh, I, I think that that has, I think failing has helped my um my risk barometer if you will oh yeah I know I feel like every experience you have in life builds you up to the current moment that you are in um so you just get more and more comfortable with it yeah but let me see I mean there's calculated risks too right like we both know how to read financial statements so (laughs) um and I'm really good at math and science so I don't know. Like with no so, it's always been about my margin, and I, you know, kind of keep my eye on that. And um, yeah, I think no so is more of a calculated risk. I've take I've done riskier things. Yeah, yeah, that's quite cool. And it's funny too because you you are an accountant, but then you have this very like artistic company with no so, and all these fun designs and artists that you're bringing in, and how like. How is that for you? Is that just a totally different side of your brain? Do you know what I studied in school? What? <laughs> Psychology. <laughs> oh. And recreational therapy. So, um, you know, I was a therapist for seven years. I think I get the seven-year itch and I had to move on. So I did therapy for seven years. I did a, I'm, I'm in my seventh or eighth year of accounting because I went back to school to get um, my accounting degree and... Yeah. So, um, you know, I studied the creative arts and I've always been like an art connoisseur, so to say. 
Um, I love when people express themselves, no matter what it is, you know, their political beliefs or, you know, how they dress. Um, but that's, that's pretty different though. That's, that, <laughs> I love it. I love the different, two different businesses you have going. It's pretty fun. I know it's, it's fun. I got a couple of employees on each business. And so, yeah. And I contract out a lot on those. So, um, so that's, that makes it easier. Yeah. And then, oh, this is a question. I'm quite interested in your answer because um, I imagine that on the financial side and on the accounting side, you guys are billing for your time and it's like very human-based and how efficient your employees are and things like that. And then you have a product with NOSO. Right. And how is that? Do you like one better than the other? No, I like both of them. <laughs> but my my brain, <laughs> my brain works the same way. So like I'm very uh, monthly, quarterly, annually driven. So when I set up, you know, our new product releases, that's the way my brain operates. You know, so we'll d- come up with new patch ideas. Um, but everything has a deadline for me. I always set a deadline. I have calendars. I'm really um, organized. I'm super organized. And that's the accounting side of me. Um, and then I'm super goal driven. So if I set a goal and I don't meet my goal, you know, I'm like, ah, what did we do wrong? Or what did I do wrong? You know, like, how do we solve to like make that goal happen? Um, so we kind of assess and implement and plan and evaluate. We're always doing that. But with the accounting side, you know, it's so easy. There's just like a, like you just have, you know, you have 15th and 30th, something's due. It's either a payroll or a quarterly report or 941, right? It's a no-brainer. That stuff is just like clockwork. But with the product business, you have to pl- you have to like plan for the product releases, you know, plan for manufacturing and the scale of that. Um, I don't know. I think NOSO's bringing a lot of, like, it provides, like, I love solving problems. Um, so I love learning through all of this. So I'm kind of getting my MBA through NOSO because I'm learning about what an omni-channel business is, right? Like multiple channels and how to talk to each cons- like customer along the way, which is super fun. And the marketing behind that, like you are so good at marketing, girl. Um, but, you know, trying to, you have to tell a story about everything, which is really fun. But when you're not a storyteller, naturally, you kind of have to work at that, which is kind of fun to try too, you know, try to be creative, you know, try something new. So do you think that you're not inherently a storyteller? I just don't like to talk a lot. I'm not a big talker. Like my boyfriend talks more than I do. I'm like a doer. I'm not, I'm not like naturally telling campfire stories and, you know, roast and marshmallows. I'm drinking whiskey and listen to everybody tell us stories. I like to to be entertained. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's just such a good answer. That's that's like my favorite thing I've heard in months because everyone is like, you know, saturating like, I'm a storyteller. I'm a storyteller. I tell stories. And you're like, nope, I'll drink the whiskey and listen to the stories. (laughs) That's how you learn about new people. That's the greatest part. Being a listener. So, yeah. With all these storytellers out there, we all need need listeners. Come on over my house. I'll listen. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So you have you have a marketing check. Yeah, America. Oh, she's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she helps me tell all those stories. <laughs> but she says like she no, she's like you are a mar- like a natural mark like you're naturally like what did she say? She's like you're naturally good at marketing. So let's just roll with it. You know, we have like brainstorming sessions, and oh, you'll you'll like the new videos coming out. You'll be really um, you'll be really impressed with my storytelling ability. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be good, yeah. But I can't wait. Yeah, she helps with all the telling of the stories. <laughs> That's fantastic. Do you ever feel like there's too much to do in one day between the work and the family and the skiing and the skiing and the mountain biking and the skiing? There's just too much to do, and you don't have time to go to the grocery store. Well, guess what? There's a solution where you can get food ordered to your door. It's awesome. But you know what's even more awesome? WheelieCreative.com. It's a creative agency for outdoor brands. We believe that life should be lived, felt, and shouted from mountaintops. And Wheelie is a new school creative agency for people who thrive outside. But wait, you may be thinking, Lisa, isn't that your company? Yes, it is. And I'm paying them to edit this podcast. So you get to hear about it. You thought you were going to hear about some type of food delivery service, but I fooled you into listening to another Wheelie Creative commercial. So check it out, wheeliecreative.com. Branding, strategy, design, all kinds of good stuff for the outdoor industry. So where uh, where do you come up with your like ideas for your patches and everything? Do you come up with those at brainstorming meetings or do they happen more organically where you're just out in the world and you're like, ooh, I will make one shaped like a fish? Oh, I read a lot. Like I read a lot. Um, I read the New York Times fashion section. <laughs> I really do though. <laughs> and like I read teen magazine, like um, see what all the teeny boppers are wearing. Um, and then, you know, you know, the funny thing about our business though, is like, I'm a chick selling to dudes. 85% of the people buying our patches are dudes. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, like I will just, you know, you know, patches are kind of hot and trending and they've always been hot and trending. Um, they go back to, you know, I don't know how far patches go back war days. Uh, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just, like, we're coming, I'll tell you one of them. Uh, the evil eye is coming out. I don't know, I just like that one. It's like the eye with the eyelashes, like blue eye, iris. Um, that one's coming out. But let's see, like, how do I think of the ideas? All of our current shapes were just general. Like, I was like, oh, you know, someone might want to wear a, a skull and crossbones. That one's pretty cool. The mu- The mustache, I'm like, that was like two years ago but they still sell. The mustache is pretty popular. And then because I live in Wyoming and I use the, you know, steamboat, the bucking horse and rider patch. So I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like spur of the moment. I'll think of an idea and then others I'll be reading something or I see something like in a city. Cause you know, I live in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. However, lifestyle is in right now in Jackson. That's pretty hot. People are moving here for their lifestyle. So I get to see more fashion coming through. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, you're in Whitefish, right? So like the hottest trends are not hitting Whitefish until like four years later. 
It's I just learned about Macklemore like two months ago. <laughs> I just learned. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Macklemore, tell me about that. And my, my youngest employee, Iris, was just staring at me. Yeah. Yeah. You should know. Yeah, Macklemore's coming on. <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes. I'm like, oh, I just went to San Francisco and I was like, oh my gosh, there was like people everywhere and cars everywhere. So yeah, that was, you know, we have horses and buggies out here still. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you guys have that gas station that dispenses like alcoholic Slurpees. Well, we have more than one of those. Yes, we do. <laughs> and they're called sloshies. that's that's uh i think that's unique to wyoming maybe i'm not sure i've never seen that before well when i first moved to wyoming they had a drive-through at the log cabin and you could actually drive through and pick up a drink to go home with amazing a mixed drink yeah it was amazing i was like hmm something's not right here yeah (laughs) oh wow (laughs) when when do you think that that changed Ooh, I forget. It was like 2000, I don't know, like 2004, 2003, I forget. 2004 or five. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming. What do you feel is like the biggest challenge of running a business from the rural, like a mountain town in Wyoming? Well, because I've hired and had to fire some people, I think employees are the hardest thing to find. Um People that show up, you know, and don't take a ski day when I want that ski day. I hired you so I could have that pow day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, What Like, yeah, just like finding talented people. I mean, there's a lot of talented people here that work on contract. Um, But yeah, you know, having two businesses with my accounting practice and with no so, I think, I mean, on the accounting practice side, I mean, that I was blown away, like. I had one kid that would show up like after he like climbed and skied and like he just stunk up the entire office. And I'm like, really, dude, like I'm not your mom here. You need to like go home, take a shower and come back. I mean, like come to the office. likely. <laughs> and I had actually have a conversation about like what business casual was. So that was tough for me because I'm not, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm not his mom. So <laughs> that was like my that was the hardest, the hardest challenge I think running a business is finding good people in a mountain town do you have that issue up you don't seem to have that issue up in whitefish no but I I posted a job for a graphic designer we're hiring right now and I only got three people locally and then probably 50 people from all over the nation wow do most do most of your people relocate well, only one person has, and like it's it's pretty intense. Like it makes me want to make sure it's a good fit before they uproot their lives and come find out that you're still in an office and you're still you know working on lots of great things. And yeah, we go out on like big outdoor photo shoots, but most of the time it's in an office. So I think you know making sure that people have an expectation is very helpful if it meets the reality of the job but um yeah I know yeah it's it's intense it adds a whole new layer for sure yeah I have like protocol like employee handbook and protocols and stuff like that but that doesn't always translate to what presents itself um I think location independent I mean like I like that whole location independence thing but it gets tricky when you have to like do creative stuff I mean at least for me it's like well our website um crew is out of Salt Lake and 
every time I have to make an edit, it's like, you know, a half page, what like a half page email notating every single detail. And I'm like, this could have been a lot faster with the conversation, you know, but yeah. Yep. Anyway. So yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's interesting because usually our creative team does a lot better if, if they can sit at the same, like they have this big, we call it family table, um, where all their computers are on this giant standing desk. Um, you know, it takes up a whole room and then like, it's very collaborative and they have a lot of jokes and they have a lot of fun and, um, you know, they all drink beer together. They, they're having a nice time while they're working, but it is like a really collaborative environment. And I feel like if they all worked remotely or like they all worked from home, I don't think that the work would be as good. Yeah. And you can get so much done when you're together. Yeah. You know, just like bang things out. What do you need? Got it. Done. Exactly. Last question for you. This is a, ooh, this is going to be a tough one. In your opinion, what's the best part about being an entrepreneur? Mentoring other entrepreneurs. I love that. Um, We were just in, I was just in San Francisco at the Title IX Pitch Fest. I was asked to be on their panel of judges. And there was nine entrepreneurs there pitching to, you know, win a purchase order from Title IX and some mentoring from the panelists, uh, the judges, and then what else did they win? Some marketing from Title IX in their catalog. And there's so many great ideas and all these um, women, you know, have all these ideas and um, questions and it's, it feels good to like actually have an answer. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I've got an idea for you. Or, you know, mm-hmm. here's what I did or, you know, provide them with a few solutions to a problem they're trying to solve. Um, yeah. I like that part of it. You know, I'm, I'm on this, um, what's it called? A mastermind group every other Monday. And it's like, I have four other chicks that I meet with every Monday and talk about, we're all different businesses, but we just kind of help each other think bigger, you know, with four brains, you think, you think bigger than just with your own little brain. So yeah, I love that too. Um, So connecting to others is probably my favorite thing about being an entrepreneur, making new friends, you know, girl, like you. Mm-hmm. Is your is your mastermind group local? It is, yes. That's so cool that you have that in Jackson. Yeah, it's so awesome. Um, do you have one of those? Not, not really. Hmm. Yeah, we could put one. I can meet on it. Yeah, I can meet every other Tuesday too if you want. I like those. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. We could get like a couple of us from Project Sixteen X in there. That would be cool. We should do it. Yeah. Yeah, because it is nice to be able to, like, talk about big ideas and, like, not have to worry in a small town that, like, you know, you're complaining about an employee or something that or a client or, you know what I mean? Like, you have to, I feel like I'm always having to censor myself on a local level and make sure that it is such a small town and be really careful who I talk to about about business. Do you Do you find that? No, I don't. I mean, I, I'm like an open book. If you start talking to me, I'll tell you anything. Um, but let's see, I guess if I'm having a problem, well, I have a business coach too. So it's like, I don't know. I kind of have like a good support system and advisors around me. So I don't really, I get what you're saying though. Like you're the, in char- you're in charge. So you don't want to share too much. Right. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yep. Or like, you never know who's, you know, if you're talking to somebody who you know, as friends with one of your employees, they're like, your your boss is doing what? <laughs> or like, there's this crazy plan happening. You know, like I, I try to be pretty, pretty close about pretty close with my people, I think. Oh, I am too. I only have like five friends. 
Yeah, I'm like, mm, I ain't got time for anybody else. So <laughs> if you're not, <laughs> only these people know who I really am. No. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Those are five lucky, five lucky ones. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of branching out now. A lot of people know me, so just, just kidding, they don't. <laughs> cool um awesome well yeah um i have a question for you yeah can you pop a wheelie yes i can so awesome cool yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's it on a mountain bike i can only do it going uphill though yeah on a mountain bike on like a trail that's going up something i cannot do them at all the slope is going downward oh nice yeah that's so cool I was trying to learn how to do it on my dirt bike and it's so hard to get that up, like get the front end up. Yes. But yes, I I wanted to ask you that question. Yes. And it's actually like less in like on a mountain bike. It's, I originally thought it was like going to be a lot of pulling up with my arms, but it's really more just like tipping your weight back and then pedaling at the same time. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it on a mountain bike either. I don't know. I have to try that. Yeah, dirt biking. I imagine you just really, really, really hit the throttle. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you have to, yeah, you have to like kind of clutch it too. So you like, um, it's like brake clutch and then you push down on the suspension and then it's supposed to pop up. At least that's what I think, but I don't know if I'm doing it right. Sounds terrifying. Maybe you should do like a wheel, how to pop a wheelie um, clinic or something. That would be fun for you. That would be fun. And your business name? It would just be like me in my front yard. <laughs> no, you could get all the. No, you could have. Aren't you coming to Jackson? I heard that maybe. Yeah. What are you doing down here? We're going to do a wheelhouse workshop. We're going to do. Um, we do action sports photography workshops for women. Oh, sweet. When is that? Um, It'll probably be in February or March. We're still working out the date. Oh, cool. Yeah, I heard that on one yeah. of your podcasts. Maybe last one. I was Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know for sure. And then we'll go we'll go have some fun. Well, thanks so much for being here and thank you for your time and for just being a badass. Well thanks, lady. Alright, have an awesome day. Okay, you too. Bye Lisa. Bye. You can follow Kelly on Instagram. She's at N O S O Patches. And also it's nosopatches.com. So check it out. Kelly is a freaking rock star. I'll see you guys next week.